Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to The Greatest, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to another episode of The Greatest. I'm CJ Toledano, I'm joined Meg- by my oh, wife. I'm Megan Gailey. Co-host. Sorry, I was clearing my throat <clears throat> when you, and I didn't know if the people. So you just jumped don't. right in. No, no, no. I was clearing my throat when you started. We're, um, I, <laughs> I look a certain way. We're in the laundry room. Well, well, yeah, let's set it up a little bit. It is actually, we're recording at an odd time. We had a wacky week. And so it is 7 p.m. on a Saturday. This is the first podcast of ours that I've done where I'm having a cocktail. So Megan's having a cocktail, has sunglasses on, has biking shorts, and we're in our laundry nook. Uh, and we're actually joined by our guests for this episode, Justin Halpern. Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. You got to give the credits. I know. I was gonna. I was just like, I felt myself rolling into the intro. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, now are you gonna give them? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, you may know him from oh, his my. TV shows, "Shit My Dad Says," "Surviving Jack," and now the very popular Harley Quinn. Is that those are those are great credits. I, well, I, I don't know if all of them are good credits, but a couple of them are, are decent. <laughs> well, they're all good because they all matter. You would be shocked the things that people will credit for comedians sometimes. They'll be like, <laughs> she was on Comedy Knockout. And it's like, oh, I am good for Comedy Knockout. I'm so thrilled to have the trophy, but I don't consider that at the top <laughs> of my resume. It, it's great. It's, it's a literal, she has the actual tangible credit. It's a trophy that sits in our living room. Uh, so I, I like to credit her as that. Justin, how are you? You know, I'm I'm doing pretty well. I, considering all things that people are going through, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing great. I got a I got a good beard which is making me look <gasps> nice. uh, wow. even more even more Jewish than I look normally. <laughs> so. How big how big are we talking? Are we talking James Harden level or <laughs> That's my beard measurement at this point. <laughs> No, my beard looks like James Harden's beard's child. Uh, it's not. Aww, it's not. That's good though. See, I, yeah, James Harden's beard is actually a little too much for me. I'm always like, I wish it was a little less. Not that he cares what I think. So you describing yours, that's actually right in my beard wheelhouse. Well, thank you, Megan. Yeah, I appreciate I, that. I, I feel good about it. A, a father of two. What are the ages? 
So my seven-year-old, seven. uh, seven-year-old boy named Miles, and then a four-year-old boy named Toby. Wow. Okay. So seven-year-old Miles, he's you're having to teach him. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because like, um, so he does like Zoom classes every day mm-hmm. for for his school, and then they send us homework. And and my wife is a therapist, and so she's working from home too. She's doing you know teletherapy. And and she works with a lot of veterans who have PTSD. So the other day, I go and I get his homework out of the printer, and I give it to him. And he's like, I don't know how to do this this one. Oh, and normally he can do them all. And so I'm looking at it, and like I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. I don't oh, know no. how to do this either. Oh <laughs> no! First grade homework. Oh my god! And then <laughs> and then I show it to my I show it to my wife, and she's like, This is an assessment to see if someone has PTSD. Oh no! <laughs> <I think> <laughs> Wow. I've taken her worksheets. Oh, it was. <laughs> By the way, he doesn't. He doesn't have it. I genuinely, for a second, thought the school had sent it as. That I mean, at this to point, like, that wouldn't be crazy. Let's just slip it in and see how the kids are doing. Yeah, you know, and all the ones that fail, <laughs> we'll call CPS. Yeah, <laughs> it's like their yeah, it's their uh, their sleeper cell. Yeah. Hey, kids, we've got a special assignment. Um, you're gonna lift up your shirt and show us if you have any wounds. But it, Justin, I've actually I've, I haven't asked a parent this just because I don't want them to have to relive it in their head. But like, of the actual homework of a first grader, are there stuff and what specifically has like thrown you off or been like I, I don't know either? It's been so long. You know, the reason I was like, I was like, maybe I don't know how to do this is because they, they do Common Core. I don't know if you guys know what that is. No. It's this weird, the public school system shifted a few years ago and it, and it does this really weird way of teaching math mm. and it makes no sense. Yeah. Like I, I can't understand it at all. So like they won't do seven plus four. It'll be like seven groups have been associated with four groups, but four of those groups are not associated with the other three groups. And you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah, all my teachers, they're all like, okay, here's the shortcut. Here's like the cheat code. Like, use every single cheat code that I'm going to give you. It was never like, let's figure out why these things happen or, or like equal to each other. <laughs> well, I mean, I could get in, I could get into a really philosophical discussion about this, <laughs> but unfortunately, schools have had to pivot to teach kids how to pass standardized testing. Right. And I don't think that, I personally don't believe that's how a child's knowledge <laughs> should be judged. I think it should be judged on a lot of different things. I say leave some children behind to do other things. Not behind, behind, but let them play in the dirt. And these kids, they'll yeah. make the vaccine. We don't all have to make the vaccine. Yeah, I was the play in the dirt kid, and I figured it out. It was just some alternative routes, and, and here we are. So... I'm glad you're doing so well. Um, or uh, and that's. Uh, I'm glad you love quarantine. Um, no, I'm glad that you are doing well. I'm glad that you married someone who literally sounds like a saint. Um, you are from San Diego, and I am. Uh, my hometown of Indianapolis has just acquired. Some would say not a great gift, but we got a gift from San Diego, and you are the first person from that town that I've talked to since Philip Rivers became a Colts player. And I guess I'm just looking for maybe like some advice, some hope, some negative, whatever, whatever you want to impart. All right. Here's what you're in store for. <laughs> okay. uh, first off, you're in store for at some point during the season at probably the most inopportune time, he's going to endorse the worst 
senator, or congressman, oh, or, no. or presidential candidate oh, yeah. you've ever yeah. seen. It'll be like, there'll be like some congressman who's like, I think that we should force everyone to have a child and women should yeah. be strapped to a bed. And Philip, oh. Philip will cut an ad for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's number one. Okay. Number two is, I hope you like backbreaking pick sixes because... <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're not my favorite, but I've definitely, uh, you know, Luck Luck gave us a little appetizer of those. We He had some. He had some, but he had better politics, I think. Phil is just like, he's always good enough to keep you in the game. Yeah. And he, and he'll, you'll, always, you'll always be in the game in the fourth quarter, and then he just will never ever make the throw you need him to make you know like you you rooted for Peyton Manning for such a long time like Peyton makes those throws those are the throws those are like that's the only like if you can keep him upright he can make the throws <laughs> but the problem is the problem is, is is like he just he forces shit late in the game and it's like we would all laugh like my buddies would all we'd all text each other watching the games because you could almost even like sense when it was coming, it was, like watching a rerun of, yeah. Se- of, of like Seinfeld, where you're like, "Oh, I know what I know what Kramer does right here." <laughs> like that's what it is. As a fan, I have to say that's almost more frustrating than just being bad from the beginning, because like if the Colts, if whatever team you love, if they're down by 14 going into the fourth quarter, you're like, "I'm good. I'm gonna take a nap." But like he's the type. It's like it'll be close. You have to watch the. You have to spend extra time losing. Yes, that's exactly correct. Like being a charter, I think San Diego, San Diego's not often thought of as a tortured sports city because it's a beautiful city. And like right. after the losses, you can go outside and you can go surfing or you can go to the, you know, mountains or whatever you need to do. But San Diego has the, one of the most tortured fan bases. Like the Chargers have been good for a long time, but they lose in the most excruciating ways yeah. possible for as long as possible. And Phil and Philip is like a big reason why. Well, so, uh, well <laughs> what did you tell me earlier, Megan, this morning? You said to me, well, can, I will, you have to pretend to care about Philip Rivers and the Colts. I told you yes. to pretend to care. I know. Yeah, I, I woke up this morning and <laughs> CJ gave me a debrief of what I've done in my sleep, which is okay. You know, kind yeah, of Justin, tell me if you've ever experienced this, but like Megan in the middle of her sleep just went, woo. And then I told her she did this and then she was able to pin point what was happening in the dream in my dream i was at a colts game and they sacked the quarter it was like it was one of those things where it was like there weren't specifics of who players were but in the dream i'm like i am watching the colts we were i was at an away game and the quarterback for the other team (laughs) the quarterback for the other team got sacked and i wooed and i didn't know i wooed in my sleep but i when he said that i had forgotten the dream but when he said that i was like oh i went to a colts game i loved it that's like your your dreams sound so fun (laughs) well oh i mean my dreams are actually pretty fun i would say my away head voices are very dark <laughs> yes. you know that's my that's my yin and yang my well, inner monologue is not doing well and like bottom line i was jealous of you that you were like watching a sporting event mm-hmm. that you could not predict at, in any state of <laughs> like just missing it so much i mean justin uh, you're also you're very talented you know writer and showrunner but also i just wanted to talk to you or make some sort of communication with someone who i played sports with and you came to mind. So, like, it's just great hearing your voice right now. And the fact that you, you told us before the phone call that you were playing basketball with your son all day. Like, what, what's your setup over there? So, we, when I, when we bought our house, we bought our house about 10 years ago. Oh, my and God, we sort of Justin. Like, 
getting in. Good for you. I know. I know. We, we, uh, we, <laughs> that, that's my thing is right after a huge crisis, I make a large purchase. Um, yeah. I, so anyone saying they I, bought their house 10 years ago, I'm like, you are Scrooge. Like you are so, <laughs> you are Jeff Bezos to me in my head right now. Please, please continue. <laughs> well, I am bald. So, you know, um, I, well, so I put in the first thing I did is before I had kids, I was like, I said to my wife, there was this area in the backyard that had this was just like covered in dirt. And I was like, we are going to pave this and I'm going to go to this company that puts in like a really nice court oh, man. and a really nice hoop. And so it's not a huge area. It's basically like, you know, a key with five to 10, five, five feet, five to 10 feet on either side. And then it goes back to about like, a little behind the free throw line. And then there's a small area that's like a college three that I can choose. It's kind of an oddly shaped wow. area, but it's, it's big enough. Um, and so I put it in thinking that I would use it all the time. Yeah. And I do, and I do use it, but my kids use it like nonstop. Like that my kids, rules. my kids, it's so funny too, because like, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I, I hadn't put my kids in any leagues yet. My mm. older kid, I hadn't put him in any league, any league, and, but he played nonstop. He played all the time, but I had no idea like how other kids were playing. So I put him in this league of six year olds and he's dropping like 30 a game. <laughs> oh my God. He's the Bronny James of the little kids. <laughs> that's so cute though. That's amazing. Yeah. So we, that's what we do. We play back. They play there. They play probably, I mean, my kids play like, an hour and a half a day, probably. They play wow. so much. Oh my CJ, gosh. CJ is nodding and making faces <laughs> like he's a prepubescent boy who just found a Girls Gone Wild VHS. No. Like, he's like, <laughs> oh, he's going like, oh yeah. Well, because we, over the quarantine, I, I panic, I, like my form of panicking was like, I have to buy things so I can entertain myself during this quarantine. And so far I've bought a ping pong table, a papa shot, and then a, a, like a, just one of those portable hoops for the driveway. And then like, I think I've told Megan, yeah, no, we're, when we have a son, it's like the audacity of me to assume we're going to have a son and that they will play basketball for what to, to validate my purchases now is now that I say it, just <laughs> insane. Well, I insane. mean, and if I said to him, well, what if, you don't want to play basketball with your daughter. You don't want to play basketball with your hypothetical daughter, that girl, dad. You don't care about her. Um, so CJ, yeah, he's dealing with a lot of, uh, yeah, I just look out. I see all these basketball hoops and I know that's where his love really lies. But that's oh. fine. I woo in my sleep to the Colts. It's like, I don't love you as much as them. It's okay. I just miss Justin and the guys. That Tuesday night game You miss game Justin is, and the guys. Uh, is just, yeah, it's real competition. Beating you in, in, in pig is not uh, He fun. won't even let me play horse. Like, not even good enough to do more letters. Um, <laughs> okay, so we picked this topic last yeah. night. And then today, a, a very, like, moving Nike commercial came out that, like, kind of stirred me and made me even more excited for this. So... This is this is not the Cinderella. It's not the comeback, but it is the greatest underdog. So someone who went into a situation, no one thought they were someone, going. Someone, a team. A team yeah. went into it. No one thought they could win. Everything was stacked against them. And yeah, I just think this is kind of like a feel-good quarantine topic. So it made me happy researching now. Yeah, you cried about Paul George, but that's another story. Well, I cried about a different, yeah. I, there's, you know, tears happen about weird things. Um, <laughs> All right, Justin, why don't you kick us off with your uh, your third pick? 
Okay, so I I also really loved this topic because I just love underdog stories, mm-hmm. um, and I there's so many that I love. Um, so I picked the ones that I had like the most emotional reaction to. Perfect. Um, yeah. And ones ones that I like either experienced or re-experienced when I like learned about them, even if I wasn't alive to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my number three is the We Believe Warriors beating the Dallas Mavericks in the first round of the 2007 uh, NBA playoffs. Wow. Um, for me, I watched I watched that entire series. I loved Baron Davis. Uh, and it just felt like one of those things where no one expected them to win, but it was the combination of no one expected the win. And then this like fan base that was like all tickets, like old school season ticket holders. The tickets were cheap because my wife's from the Bay Area. So like we would go to games and they'd be like nothing. Like you could just like, sometimes you could walk, uh, if you were just walking near Oracle, they, you could just, somebody would just give you tickets <laughs> for wow. the game. It's wow. like, it was crazy. So it was this like crowd that was so electric and so like insane. This team that played this like really weird, like Don Nelson style of basketball yeah. that like was both, was both at the same time, like ahead of its time and behind its time. It was <laughs> yeah. just so bizarre. And, and by the way, the other thing people forget about that we believe team was that they had to go on a huge run just to make, the playoffs mm-hmm. they finished at 42 oh, and 40 yeah. it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like they were like a 48 and 34 team they were like they barely made the playoffs and they had to do a, go on a run to do it and dirk was the mvp so that's, that's my number crazy. three thing that's great no i mean and in, in sports especially in the nba you pretty much find out who a team is by all-star break and they're that everyone pretty much performs to you know uh their stand- so like that i remember that series being so insane and then mm-hmm. like the celebrities, they started like, I was like, I didn't know the Warriors had celebrity fans, but I think like Snoop Dogg at that time. <laughs> and like, I think Jessica Alba was like another. Sure, sure. Hudson. Yeah, Kate Hudson. Uh, and I always loved the Warriors and those those uniforms too. We, we did already the greatest uniforms, but like those are some of the sickest NBA uniforms ever. It is wild to hear you say that just like in 2007, the fan base was so different. Like part of the reason that the Warriors, I think, were not the most fun to root for during their very much dynasty was you would like look around and be like, yeah, these are all like executives at Uber and Twitter and Facebook. And like it was like when LeBron was in Miami, you're just like, "Eh, everybody looks like they smuggle cocaine. And I know that's not (laughs) nice to say, but like you can, (laughs) you see the people courtside and you're like, oh, I mean, the uh, Warriors minority holder got to like give us, give us shares away because he grabs a black player too aggressively. It's just like, wow, in 13 years, it went from like, they were underdogs to a dynasty, which is, yeah, I mean, obviously, extremely cool way to go but the fans I'm like I wish it was still those fans that got to go to the games yeah that's another like really good point is that you know the tech money wasn't interested like if you were a tech company your booth was like you bought your box for the Giants like Uh you didn't you weren't (laughs) you weren't in Oakland you know um and and so it wasn't it didn't have any of that like smart smarmy like shithead Mm-hmm. vibe to it it's just like all these hardcore oakland fans and for you know i'm sure you guys have been to oakland like the vibe of that city is very much like don't fuck with us yeah. we love who we love it was you know, like raiders fans at 
Warriors games, which to me, <laughs> I would prefer. Like, that sounds so cool and wild. Yeah. Um, okay, that's a great... I, I love that you're picking from the heart, too. My third pick is heart for me because I am like a true petty spiteful bitch um and so <laughs> mine is the New York Giants defeating the New England yeah. Patriots in Super Bowl 42 the first of the love, two love yeah. it. the first of the two um now I have this third this is obviously like such an incredible story and game I have a third because if you're a team that makes it to the Super Bowl you are inherently like not that much of an underdog like you're good yeah. like, even though they were 10 and 6 they were the first wild card team to ever win a Super Bowl which is crazy to me um they were a 12 point underdog and the it just the the Patriots were going in they were 16 and 0 on the season then obviously undefeated in the playoffs the Giants were like on fumes. Peyton was like, what it, it, can he do it? Coughlin is always red faced and screaming, never seems cool. They were kind <laughs> of like the antithesis of the Patriots. And the game was pretty lackluster. It yeah. goes into the fourth quarter. It's very low scoring. And then the fourth quarter obviously explodes. The Patriots go up. Then we have that third and five David Tyree catch. And then something I had forgotten was that Plaxico Burris caught the yeah. game winner. And yep, he I, sure did. I, I actually have like love in my heart for Plaxico. I know he shot himself in the leg, literally. But <laughs> um, he was on Wife Swap once. <laughs> he was on Wife Swap once. And I actually like thought he was really cool and cute. Um, so I was no, like, he's pretty cool. I was happy for him to do that. Uh, but yeah, I remember watching. I was a senior in college. And, like, my sorority sisters wanted to watch. Like, the Patriots, we were about to watch history. It was about to be the Dolphins yeah. over again. And they they ended something historic, and no one thought they could. And to me, that is, like, that puts them at the top. Yeah, I think the Patriots are, like, underdog makers almost. You know what I mean? Like That's why I got so mad when they were in that Nike commercial. They're in this Nike commercial <laughs> about, like, we can do it. It's like, they don't inspire anyone. They They're, are the opposite they all do of, it. yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are the Soviet Union to me. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> listeners hate <laughs> Listeners hate when I go in on, I'm by listeners, I mean, like, a commenter has been like, why does this woman hate the Patriots so much? But, yeah, I just, it was... I don't know, the Giants, that's just like, it was fun They're forced to into root. other narratives. It's also fun to root for an underdog when it's in New York. Like, they, they're yeah. just used to the Yankees and beating and beating and beating. Well, it's and Peyton's it's, little brother, too. And, yeah, and they kept showing Giselle and then, like, showing Eli's wife, like, ooh, ho, ho. I mean, it's like, no, she's beautiful. She's just not a fucking supermodel. <laughs> yes. Also, the, there is something so great about every time the Patriots lose a high-profile game, there's a small white receiver who drops the ball in the middle of the field for them at a key point in the game. That's so It's like Welker right. or Edelman. Yeah. Oh, and then it's like Belichick can't yell at them the same way he wants to, you know? Um, yeah. I have been at I've been at two of the three most recent Patriots Super Bowl losses, and I feel like I played a part in it 100%. Okay, CJ, give us your number three. <laughs> All right. My number three, and I wasn't that familiar with it, but I did it, you know, just in research today. I just forgot about this moment and got to like relive it. But Holly Holm beating Ronda Rousey yeah. uh, in 2015. Oh, yeah. Like, Oof. and I've been fascinated with, because I see her pop up every now and then on WWE. And then, you know, I've been listening a little bit more to like UFC news because it was like the only sport that's like, you know, operating at the moment. But, 
you forget like Ron, like I don't I don't watch UFC, but I know like three names. And it's yeah. I maybe only I know yeah. her and Connor McGregor. McGregor, yeah. uh Chuck Liddell, maybe. I've maybe forgot his name a year ago. And then uh and Ronda Rousey, who I, I was like, man, she retired, uh, did some movies, but like she retired pretty immediately after she got beat. <laughs> she, she went on a three-year reign. And then, like, this fight that no one, I don't think anyone cared about. No, it was almost like an exhibition. I remember yeah. it being like, oh, it's like just so we can watch Ronda Rousey. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, my God, just rewatching it today. And I made Megan come in the room to rewatch this. But, like, I, it was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Granted, I haven't seen that many fights. But, like, Holly Holm just lands these just, like, kicks. And, it, 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 like, you can almost see the want to ever fight again, leave Ronda Rousey's body. <laughs> it was like, and then you, and then I like tried to read like about the, the one more match that she fought after that. And they were just like, it was over and she ended up retiring. And then Holly Holm, I was like, Oh, she probably doesn't fight that much more. Cause I think she was a little bit older. I think she was like 35 when this mm-hmm. fight happened. And I, I'm like, if football players careers are ending pretty early, like early thirties, like I can't imagine a professional fighter, but she just won a match back in January in MMA professional and like, and still going. And Ronda Rousey's just kind of like having a rocky post career, but like mm-hmm. acting, like acting she WWE. She joined the WWE yeah. and then left the WWE. Yeah. I think she's just like, you, there's nothing yeah. like permanently she's attached that to. That was moment. one of those two where it like made it into like, the Today Show news. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, we all, like, fell in love with Ronda Rousey and, like, oh, my God, there's this badass woman who just beats the shit out of everybody. And everyone was like, <laughs> yeah! And then she got the shit beat out of her and everyone was like, why you still like it? Yeah. Like, we just, it was, it was, it was everywhere. <laughs> One fun fact about Ronda Rousey's acting career is that, you, you remember, she starred in that, like, Steven Soderbergh action movie. Do you remember that? Which at, one? Like at the height of her like Ronda Rousey-ness. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was called, but she was the star of it. And But she was so like bad that they actually dubbed her entire voice oh, over no. the whole movie with, with Laura Sangiacomo, the actress Laura Sangiacomo wow. who was in like Just Shoot Me, was <laughs> Ronda Rousey's voice for the entire movie. It's fucking bizarre. If you could ever get a copy of that movie, can it's you t- really weird. And can you tell? It, they do a pretty good job. You can't really tell, but you can, I mean, you can tell if you know what she sounds like and what, like, Laura Sanjay Combs sounds like. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's not round her out. That's, it's like odd for, like, budgetary reasons. Like, you can get, some, like, that's like a working actress. Like, she's news yeah. radio, right? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, news radio, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> I got, I definitely have to watch it. But yeah, like, she hasn't really had anything notable. At, and I don't want to, like, make this a good underdog because Ronda Rousey, like, his career has taken a little fall. But, and that's how big she was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Holly Holm, and like, now I'm going to go back and watch some of Holly Holm's fights. <laughs> okay. Listen, There's like, no way you're going to do that. I might, I might, I might. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And we're back with our second picks. Justin, what do you got? Okay, so this one is, uh, you know, this is a, well, a very talked about underdog person, but I until I actually, like, went and, and did the research, I didn't realize, like, how, how many setbacks this person has. So my number two pick is Kurt Warner. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Because... Here's the thing about Kurt Warner. Like, you all, everybody knows that, like, he was bagging groceries. Yeah. Yeah, that's and his right. wife has short hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True underdog. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and <laughs> this is about his short-haired wife. All the um, but the thing that's crazy about Kurt Warner is he's had, like, really crazy, he had these really, like, crazy, tragic setbacks during his, his, like, rise to becoming Kurt Warner. And one of the crazy things was, was, like, all right, so he was, like, the quarterback for the University of Northern Iowa when in college, but he started as the third-string quarterback, right? So then he didn't even get to start until his senior year. Yeah. Wow. And then he did he did amazing, right? And mm-hmm. then he goes he, – he, he gets cut by a bunch of teams. Then he goes into the Arena League. He does amazing in his one year at the Arena League. And he, get, he finally gets a tryout for the bears and this is the craziest shit ever he gets a tryout for the bears right before the tryout he goes on his honeymoon and he gets a spider bite on his arm (laughs) his throwing arm and then he he has to miss his tryout he doesn't get it he doesn't get to go to his tryout which is like so it wasn't like he was just like he was bragging groceries and then he was in the NFL he had Mm -hmm. all of these setbacks and part of the fact is like he has probably like one of the like weaker arms mm-hmm. in NFL history. I mean, yeah. that's why he was never really like a prospect or anything, but he just had this insane accuracy. And I think the fact that this guy, not, not only did he, I mean, people remember a greatest show on turf, but like, remember he also took the Cardinals, like, yeah. you know, yeah. to the soup, you know, like he, he, everywhere he went, he dominated. And it was one of those things where like, you always hear about players like athletes who say like, you know, I was I'm shitty in practice, but if I can get in the game, you're like, no, nah, you're probably shitty everywhere. But uh, <laughs> he was like one of these guys who like he just didn't impress in practice and it made it almost impossible for him to get a shot. And in the like one shot he would get, he would always overperform. And he did that like 10 times just to be able to get to the NFL. And then in the NFL, he continued to do it. But I'm always amazed at these guys who like you have eight seconds to prove you're something and then they do it and they keep doing it. And so for, for me, I just, I didn't realize like how detailed his 
story was. And that was, it's really remarkable. I I also think it says something like I know they always talk about the curse of the Cubs, but the Bears inability to get a quarterback yeah. and then hearing this, it's like, <laughs> I think that's a like somebody put a curse on the Bears quarterbacks because that is one of the most like failed positions yeah. on a team of all time. Like Matt, they keep they always talk about like Mahomes. It's like you could have Kurt Warner, too. He just he got bit <laughs> in Hawaii. No, Nick Foles has left, and he's won a Super Bowl. Yeah, like it's yeah. yeah, their their history is not it's, great. What you talking about the Cardinals too? For some reason, the Cardinals are actual. Like I truly forget about the, my favorite athlete, human being of all time, was on the Cardinals at one point. I love Bruce Arians. I watched All or Nothing the whole season, and I forget <laughs> that they are a football team. Every time they, like, if someone were like, name all the football teams, I would get through all of them. I'd say the Tampa Bay Bucks last, and then I'd be like, I don't know. I forgot. I and just, what is it just, I, they have I, such a generic presence to them, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes it is tough, these teams that are then also, like, they're a baseball team. Like, when you said the Giants, I was like, oh, yeah, that's teams that have the name in multiple sports. I tend to be like, we got to pick one and move forward with that. It's a great look in your psyche. Oh, that my brain is simple and can't <laughs> handle complex things. Okay. I love, I love that you picked someone um, who is like good to root for because uh, my next pick is someone who is very hard to root for. And it is OJ um, Simpson. no, <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So OJ beating uh, the murder—I actually think is one of the greatest underdogs of all time. Like we I mean, all, it really is. We all were like, "He's he's guilty, right?" I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no. So my second pick is John Daly winning the 1991 PGA Championship. I, yeah, I mean, I know him as a character, so this will be great. I guess it seems obscure to you guys, and I'm such a homer, and I was, like, so proud of myself that I didn't pick anything Indianapolis, and then as I was, like, reading about this, I was like, oh, yeah, it was in Indianapolis. It was at Crooked Stick, a golf course that I once played <laughs> so terribly at. My dad, like, left the match. Um, but so this is the story, and it, I love it a lot. Uh, Nick Price, a golfer, he had to withdraw from the PGA Championship because he was going to miss the birth of his first child. So he leaves. They go to the first eight alternates on the list. None of them can make it to Indianapolis in time. John Daly is the ninth and final alternate. He drives through the night, makes it to Indianapolis. He'd never seen the course. Nick Price's caddy, whose name is Squeaky Medlin. <laughs> I wrote it down just because I like it. Um, his caddy had stayed, like it was that fast. He was still there and he had like walked the course. So he stayed on to be his caddy. Um, John Daly was a rookie. No one knew who he was. Ninth alternate goes on and wins a major. Damn. And then went on to become the PGA's 91 Rookie of the Year. He won... Um, the Open Championship in 95. He's actually the only golfer to win two majors to never be asked to be on the Ryder Cup. Uh -huh. And that's because, <laughs> um, yeah, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a goof. Uh, it, that's probably putting it nicer than he deserves. He's like really, he's like, he drinks on the course. He cusses. He's kind of a Tanya Harding of golf. Like he, he has a well, blue collar what, background. That's what I was yeah. going to ask. Do you think he's the underdog or his heart that withstands all that 
Coke, the drug, Coke, no, he doesn't the soda, do, he doesn't do cocaine. No, he actually had uh, just when he said drive through the night, I'm like, hmm, how no, does John he, Daly do that? He had a quote at one or like a controversy at one point where he was like, all the they're all on Coke. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I may be an alcoholic, but you test them for Coke. I'm the cleanest guy on here. And it's like, OK, right. that's not good either. These are some of my favorite <laughs> career highlights he's had. Um, he hit six balls in a row into a water hazard and scored an 18 on a par five um, in a professional tournament. He was arrested outside of a Hooters. He's released <laughs> two. He's released two musical albums and sang backup vocals on a kid rock song. Okay, yeah. But is he a registered Republican? Oh, you bet your ass him and Philip like the same guy. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't like love. <laughs> I don't love John Daly, who calls himself Long John. Um, but to be just kind of like this, like, quote unquote, poor loser that no one knew and to drive through the night and show up at a major tournament and win it. That's a little happy Gilmore. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I would venture to guess that John Daly isn't taking social distancing seriously. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely he not. He has been to a protest. Yeah. Yes. On the way, yeah, there's like the McDonald's on the other side of the crowd. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll shake some hands. I'll, I'll fist bump. And then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when I play, when I get drunk and high and we're around friends and like when I play YouTube DJ, I love playing, I don't know who the interview is with, like Graham White Guy or whatever on Fox Sports. But like there's an interview where he says he drinks 20 Diet Cokes a day and eats McDonald's 15 times a week. This is, he's your hero. I mean, in that way, yes, he's my hero. Yeah. Like he is like Chuck Norris levels of, of doing bad to your body. There used to be a golfer who, and I cannot remember him, and he was um, South American, and he would smoke cigarettes. And this yeah. was up until like five years ago, just smoking cigarettes on the course. And it kind of was like no one got mad at him the way that they got mad at John Daly because it was like, oh, he's foreign, you know, and that's just like, like it was it was almost worse for John Daly that he was blonde because it's like, yeah, you can't get, well, no, he's a piece of shit, actually. I take it back. <laughs> Never mind. Smoke your, cig smoke your cigarettes, dog. You're right. All right. Well, uh, for my second pick, we'll make this feel, this will be a little bit feel good. Uh, you know, an actual underdog. But my pick is Shaquem Griffin. And I don't know if you guys, he, oh, Shaquem Griffin yes. he plays yeah. for the Seahawks. He's a linebacker. And usually, you know, I wasn't a big football fan until the last few years, but when I was working in the NFL. <laughs> That's a really funny way to <laughs> say it. Well, I mean. I wasn't I, a big football fan until I worked at the NFL. Yeah, so working at the NFL is a great way to familiarize yourself <laughs> with the sport. <laughs> and you're just searching and searching for the actual good-natured stories. And I actually, uh, Shaquem Griffin's highlights started servicing, and I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. And then when Combine rolled around, and I was looking at the roster and he wasn't on there despite getting defensive MVP. And actually, let me say this. So people say he doesn't have a hand, but what he has is, uh, it's, I think it's called an amniotic uh, band syndrome. You think it's called? That seems like you know. I, looked, <laughs> I just don't want to screw up the how I pronounce it. But, which means that you don't fully develop fingers on your hand. And he he has a twin brother. They went to UCF and both played for the Seahawks. But originally, he wasn't. He had one defensive MVP of his for his conference, and then wasn't invited to the combine. So, you know, just social media had such a backlash on them. They ended up inviting him after someone dropped out. 
And he ended up killed it. He was, it was like, I, and I hated going to the combine in India. It was great to visit Why your do family. You, have to, Megan. you don't have to say where it is. Well, I just want to set up my emotions. It's like, it was just really boring work. <laughs> and you're sitting there hours watching just the, these dudes bench press. And then you remember that this, this kid wasn't invited to the camp and he had 20 bench press, uh, 20 reps in bench press. And then he broke the record in the 40, got 4.38 fastest record for a linebacker since they started recording stats. Uh, and then he ended up getting drafted to the Seahawks and he started in his first game ever and is still on, is still playing for the Seahawks. Yeah. I love him. Like a linebacker. Him and his, there's that commercial where they, his brother built like a special bench press. No, they are, they are truly one of the most feel good stories. It's like them and then Dominique Mucciano and her long lost Romanian (laughs) sister that doesn't have legs, whose parents abandoned her. They're, yeah, they're, they're on the Mount Rushmore of feel good sports stories. It's insane that he can play in the NFL because I'll wrestle with my kids. And if I had one less hand, I'd lose to my seven-year-old. Yeah. I mean, it's also an incredible blessing that he is kind of amazing at the position that requires you to not really like you catch when you you, yeah yeah when you see defensive ends that like break their hands they they literally just wrap it up and club people with it and you're like oh that actually seems better (laughs) like that that seems like a weapon so he he has like the right body for it obviously the right temperament and and drive and that his brother it's his twin brother twin brother yeah Oh, and their parents are so amazing and lovely. They are just, they're such a great family. I love them. They make the NFL seem good. Those and are those sweet. good stories in the NFL <laughs> offers. CJ, it felt like you wanted to talk more about how boring Indianapolis was. Do, <laughs> do you want to do that? Um, maybe my, my final pick now. Yeah, you um, <laughs> you really hated the Combine. It was just a rough. But you weren't it was even. You were like in a ballroom that was like. They Lucas Oil is amazing. Yeah, you. But you're. Yeah. You were like sitting in an office room. You're not like sitting out there watching them run. No. Yeah, I am. Uh, and okay. Well, then, fucking <laughs> get excited, CJ. I and I did, and then I was so excited that I went back to the NBA afterwards. But how how much weight did you gain at the combine? At the combine, yeah, like eight pounds. <laughs> eight pounds. Yeah, I was so upset with myself. <laughs> Afterwards, I like got on scale and I was like, I, I have the number amount that it affected my body or my, my ever just, it was just, I did not enjoy. That was the, the backbreaker for that job for me. Anyways, <sighs> I don't want to revisit that. Um, all right. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back with our final picks. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And we're back. And Justin, just so you know how we do it, since you're our guest, we're going to have you be the final person who you're picks you. You're our finale. You. You're our big finale. So make sure that pick is good. Feel free to sub anything out. Megan, who do you got for your number one pick? Okay. So this is a team. This coined phrases. I was not alive, but it has been just not even shoved down our throats. It's just something I feel like as Americans we know about, and that is the 1980 Miracle on Ice. Does that feel, I mean... I mean, I saw I, the movie. There, <laughs> that, well, that's that, the thing is, there's a 30 for 30, there's yeah. an HBO doc, there's a Walt Disney film, mm-hmm. and there was a made-for-TV movie. There's been four films made about this. Um, it was the 1980, it wasn't even the gold medal game, it was like, it was medal contention, but it was a round robin. And the United States was playing the Soviet Union. The USSR had won five of the six last gold medals in hockey. I mm-hmm. mean, they were heavily, heavily favored. The U.S. team was like college players. There were only four players on the U.S. team that had any NHL experience. It's it, This is not like a dream team situation. No, hockey is not an American sport. Well, no, but they could take NHL. That's that just yeah. not how the system was back then. They were like, we'll just take our best collegiate players. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be Christian Leitner. It's Christian Leitner's going up against the Soviet Union. Yeah. And yeah, they were the youngest team in the tournament. They were playing very, very well. And then they get to this game that they were definitely going to lose. They end up winning 4-3. Al Michaels yells, like, I believe in miracles. And then what's crazy, they had to go on to play another game. They had to beat Finland in the next game to actually win the gold medal. There's been also documentaries about the Soviet Union side of this. And they were so upset as a team they ended up winning the silver. They didn't even send in their medals to be engraved. Oh like my God. their coach, I guess, was like a full crazy person, like a psychopath. If some of these 1980 Soviet Union players took that PTSD test, I do not think they would pass. <laughs> um, and they, they, uh, and th- all of them went on to be like really, really famous NHL players, and they've come to terms with it. But yeah, it it was like cold worry, and it was in America. And it was these like young, hot, cool guys and and they won and it felt it just felt like well, I wasn't alive. But it it seems like it felt like it was bigger than just hockey. Like it was like we are America. No, that's like the original sports miracle. Like for the the moment's called miracle, right? 
Miracle on Ice. Yeah. The movie's mm-hmm. called Miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Miracle so like ice. so many sports movies could have been called Miracle, but that gets to be it. I think they think it's uh, a true miracle. Is there and Kurt ob- Russell? Is there obviously maybe some xenophobia tied into that? Sure, um, but then yeah, after all the good stories. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> after this, um, the U.S. team did not go on to um, beat the Soviet team for over a decade. Like they they won that one game, and then the team was so good they like could not do it again. But gold medal i don't the men's name you know they're cute in america as a country as an underdog that's just so good to bring up you know well (laughs) obviously 2020 feels different than 1980 but i'm very happy for those men and yeah it just it feels very much part of like the cultural sports lexicon all right uh my number one pick if you're gonna pick america oh wait i had one honorable mention and that was appalachian state beating michigan i like remember that it was so funny to me (laughs) Um, and I like Michigan. I just, it was so cute and funny. And Appalachian State, we all like can go to that place and know what that means. I haven't watched it. I don't really remember that one. Yeah, but when you hear Appalachian yes. State, you know what the yes. people are saying. They're not like talking about pipes on front porches. They're talking about beating Michigan. <laughs> pipes on front porches? Uh, when I think of Appalachia, I think of people playing fiddles and rocking chairs. Oh, oh I thought you know? it was like, was there yeah. a, a pipe situation? No, but just like, Gotcha. I was thinking more like Double Dragon, um, Streets of Rage. No, I'm thinking like Bollywood, but that was the Great Smokies. I am getting my mountains confused now. Okay. Okay. No Uh, one's ever said, let's go to Appalachia. No. No, unless it's like an actual kidnapper. Yeah, or a horror movie. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. My number one pick, to no surprise, Jeremy Lin. And I th- what? <laughs> what do no, you that mean? That is surprising. Why? It is the biggest sports moment to me personally. No zero Asian representation really in any popular sport. And then it was in basketball. And here's the thing. But I'm, you know, obviously people are like, oh, he CJ loves basketball. He's Asian. So Jeremy Lin, of course. But the thing is, I, for some reason, got hat tip to Jeremy Lin like a week before it happened. Like, no one knew who he was. You Are are you on some sort of, like, Asian Reddit? <laughs> yeah, I'm on Asian basketball Reddit. <laughs> uh, but what happened was, so he, he, went, he played for Harvard, went undrafted, got bounced on a bunch of different teams, and then he got sent to the G League. He played for my hometown's G League basketball team, the Erie Bayhawks. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, like, following our my hometown's G League team as a joke, like ironic, and uh, just seeing the, the different players that would end up there and then ultimately quit basketball. But then I remember the picture of, like, Jeremy Lin signs with the Erie Bayhawks. I'm like, wow, the only other Asian guy to go through Erie. And then it cut to a week later, he's on the Knicks, 10-day contract. And I was like, I'll keep a slight little, you know, my radar on the Knicks and see if anything happens. Nothing happened until that, like, last game, the the last game of the 10-day contract. And he blew up against the Jazz. And then, you know, just, I don't have to, you know, tell you guys about Lynn's sanity, but it was insane. I cried. You cried? During the, the, uh, the game against the Lakers. Because I remember, like, he had gone on the streak. Linsanity was the biggest thing in sports, in the wind pop culture. And and this is the perfect Kobe thing, but I remember the Lakers were about to play the Knicks. And they asked Kobe, what do you think of this Jeremy Lin guy? And Kobe's like, I don't know who you're talking about. And just completely played dumb, you know, Mamba mentality, however weird that was. And then Jeremy Lin drops 38 in the garden against Kobe. 
I think he got like the winning buckets in like the last quarter of that. I just rewatched that and I sobbed like a little baby. And you know, the thing is it didn't like stop there. Like the, you know, he ended up on like four different teams and now Mm -hmm. is playing for the Beijing ducks Mm -hmm. uh, and made the all-star team. And it's just like no other Asian guard, especially like a guard uh, is like rare. It's rare. So one cool thing that I have, I, I, so when, I was going to go to New York for work and I was like, you know what? I, I love the NBA so much. I'm going to buy a ticket to a Knicks game. Yeah. And so I bought it a few, a few months ahead of time. So cut to, I'm in New York and Lynn Sanity is at its peak. He's won oh, eight games in a row. Yeah. I'm there at the night. I'm there at the ninth game against the Hornets. People are offering to buy my tickets as I walk in for like crazy amounts of money. But it, Jeremy Lin hadn't lost yet yeah. on the Knicks. And so I go to the game, like Paul McCartney's there, like all kinds of crazy celebrities. And I got to see a game in Madison Square Garden that was like the most electric Madison Square Garden, which is the mecca of basketball, gets. And it, it, I, I remember feeling like overwhelmed being there. Just yeah. like I, this guy's story is so fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm so lucky you knew in the moment too, because sometimes in sports you're like at something and then later it's like oh that was iconic but like at the moment you're just having fun but to go into it and like it's already deemed linsanity and then for him to live up to it yeah how now cj how do you feel about his cornrows uh i can't defend (laughs) (laughs) i will never defend that yeah when he started did you also sob like a child i was like jeremy why are you tearing this we built this up only for you to tear it down where is he now he's in uh, beijing Beijing? yeah wow i can't believe and i also can't defend his sketch comedy either he was doing some some sketches he hired a whole social media team but well whose sketch comedy can you defend you know like that's okay (laughs) we're all you know let him experiment we we all are doing front-facing videos that maybe people don't like um but i just didn't know we meant that much to you yeah until the 2016 Cavs being the warriors game seven like those are the probably the only two things that like will make me sob up watching sports wise. Did your mom know who he was? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. Like yeah, when my mom knows, that's when you know it's a huge sports. And then story. she was like, "He went to Harvard. Why didn't you go to Harvard?" Yeah, that's the thing. Is like Jeremy <laughs> also went. Yeah, it doesn't solve the problem of like, "Hey, mom, I followed basketball my whole life, and now I'm doing something." It's like, no, he went to Harvard too, and that's how my parents would explain things. Like, you can become a comedian, but first you have to become a doctor, and it's just like. No, you can't do that. But Jeremy was doing that. Yeah, I like that Jeremy Lin. Be, Jeremy Lin became an NBA player, but still hit all the Asian stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, not helping us, Jeremy. Goes to Harvard, makes an inappropriate hair choice. Yeah. You know. Yes. All right, uh, Justin, give us your number one pick. Okay, so this number one pick, I was three years old when this happened, okay. so I don't remember it, but. But again, I'm a huge basketball fan and I'm also a huge college basketball fan. And I just remember, you know, you can't watch an NCAA tournament without seeing these highlights. I think it's actually in the like uh, montage they play at the end. Um, And so I went and I researched and my number one pick is the 83 NC State Wolfpack winning the national championship against against Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler in Houston. And the reason why I picked them is because I went through and I looked at their tournament run 
And it's actually insane that they got there. So they, they, in the first round, they're six seed. They play Pepperdine. They win by two in double overtime against Pepperdine. That's the first round. Wow. The I second mean, round, yeah, wow. they, yeah, exactly. Like Pepperdine, powerhouse Pepperdine. <laughs> the second round, second round, they beat UNLV 71 to 70. The third round, they take care of Utah pretty well. But then the next round against the Elite Eight versus Virginia, they win 63-62. So it's like squeaking by yeah. every single round. Remember, this is like the Jimmy Valvano yeah. uh, team. Yeah. Um, then they beat Georgia 67-60. But then I went. Then they end up beating. They end up beating Houston in that famous shot where it's a missed three. It airballs, and an NC State player grabs it and dunks it yeah. to win the game. But the crazy thing is, is that Houston team, it had Hakeem and Clyde Drexler, which are two arguably two top 50 NBA players. Hakeem yes. top 20 mm-hmm. and, and, and Drexler top 50 of all time in college. They're not like fresh. They're, you know, they're, they're like the best players on the team. NC state has one player who goes on to play in the NBA, Thurl Bailey, <laughs> but the rest of the team, the rest of the team is a tiny. They don't have anyone who can like guard Hakeem in the post. They have no one who can match up with Drexler. They decide to just muck up the game because Houston is just putting up like every game. Houston's putting up just a ton of points in college. So NC State and Valvano just decide to like do the only thing they can do, which is like basically what Brad Stevens did with Butler, you know, 25 years later, which is like, we're just going to turn this floor into mud and no one's going to score. And so they did that and they kept Hakeem Olajuwon, who was like, Probably uh, top five center of all time. Yeah, he uh, was like he from, went number one in the Jordan draft. Like, and no one is mad, yeah, ever mad yeah. about that either because Hakeem and like Drexler and that Houston team were like the the seventy three win Warriors. They were the most like for sure thing mm-hmm. ever. And yeah, that's how crazy good they were. And yeah, yeah, you have to like. I know Jimmy V. You know Jimmy V is is my entry into them and. Jimmy V is so iconic and is just this larger than life because he's not here anymore. So, and he's memorialized so beautifully and ESPN like loves him and his foundation. And I really think that that like carries that spirit and underdogness through like if they hadn't won that i don't know if the jimmy v foundation raises as much you know like that it's just they're they're so tied together like oh my god when i I, yeah i was recently reading the espn book and then when it got to him accepting that espy's award i was sobbing reading the book and that never happens to me like i just i love him yeah, those like I remember even just like even for a while, ESPN would just run that one clip of him giving that yeah. speech yeah. at the ESPYs yeah. like over and over. And like I've seen that, I've seen that so many times, and every time I get like a total like a chunk in my throat, and I like in that image of him running onto the court. That like it's so rare, it's so rare you get to see a coach exhibit like pure ecstasy. Like you get, it's like what sports can do that no other thing in the world can do. And like to be able to see it in the end of that game, he's running out onto the court. His arms are are like wow. he's just looking for anyone to hug. Yeah, he's like and soaring. It's like such, yeah, it's such a moment of like pure joy because you you know you're looking at him. He's like, there's no way we should have won this game or even been here, and he did it. And it's it's just like I get chills just like watching it. I looked, I watched the last 
like five minutes of it on YouTube today before I did this. And it's, it's, it's so crazy. Like everyone is so tense and, and you can see Houston's like, why are we not winning? (laughs) They They can't figure it out. So rarely, I I think of March Madness as the number one, like upset, Cinderella, like that's what it is. And so rarely do those teams win. Like even the Butlers, Mm -hmm. you meant they make it to the national championship, but they don't win. The Sister Jean, Sister Jean is is one of my honorable mentions too. And it's like so fun, but it's usually Sweet 16, Elite 8. Very rarely is it national championship, and almost never is it then winning. Yeah, you're always like, oh, that's a nice story. Okay, Duke's going to win this. (laughs) You know, like, that's like, every year, like, I like these little tiny stories. Anyways, let's see North Carolina wrap this thing up. That's a great, that's a, yeah, totally. It's a really good one. It had a lot of like emotional impact. And I remember, like, the other thing about it is, like, my dad's not a huge college basketball fan, but he's a huge sports fan. And like, I remember even being little and hearing him talk about it. And the fact that it's just like one of those moments that like permeates, it's like you were saying, like your mom knew about Jeremy Lin. Like I love those sports moments where they like, they, they puncture through the sports bubble and they like leak out into the regular world. And all the people who don't even give a shit about sports are like, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, that's what this the last dance for the last five weeks, like friends who don't watch sports and they're watching and like, yeah, that's how big of a deal they were. Um, and I love when when sports got I love when new sports are doing that, not recycling the 90s bowls for pop culture. now. <laughs> hey, Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Um, is there anything you, you want to plug? You have two books and you have Harley Quinn. What else? Where else can we find you? Well, you can watch Harley Quinn on sci-fi on demand, I think. And then on the DC Universe app that no one has but it's a free it. seven day trial yeah. you have it wow. you, you pay well, for well, it me and me and uh wit split it because we yeah for the uh, for harley quinn and for uh that batman animated series from the 90s wow going okay. oh man so good yeah it's like on twitter i always see harley quinn like memes happening now i'm like that this is a sign of a for real good show when it's being used for memes i think that's like what you aspire to now these days <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Like I want someone who is who someone to make fun of someone else using a meme for my show. That is basically to me the best it can possibly yeah. well, No, actually yeah. I do want to ask you too, with the announcement of the Snyder Cut releasing, like, has that were you like, yes, this is awesome? Because now it's all of your screenshots from your show being used to talk about that. That I seriously was. It's it's funny, like uh when that when the Snyder Cut got released, because we had done a Snyder Cut like joke a little like scene making fun of people asking for the Snyder cut to be released in our show. And we had this like very stereotypical, like neck dirty guy yeah. wearing a release of Snyder cut show, uh, a shirt. And yeah. And then that just became like, he became the representative for people talking about the Snyder cut. I was like, this is all I could ask for. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, I'll explain to you the whole Snyder cut thing after this. And you'll be like, I don't care. No, I saw people talking about it. I definitely know what's kind of happening, but it's, yeah. I mean, we went to see, what we went to see Avengers, and I was like, where's Wonder Woman? (laughs) And CJ was like, she's not coming. And I was like, well, this was false advertising. (laughs) All right, so check that out. Uh, And Megan, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me in our house. Um, And then, yeah, Megan Gailey on Twitter. Beating me at ping pong and losing in Papa Shot to me. 
Yeah, I'm not very good. Uh, and you can find me at, at CJ Toledano. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate and review, and we'll talk to you guys next time on another episode of The Greatest. The Greatest is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.